Super Scoreboard. Women in Football Podcast. Inspiring the next generation of girls in the game. Welcome to Super Scoreboard's Women in Football Podcast with me, Joe Hendry. And me, Callum Bell. Callum, we're back for another week and it's another week without football. How are you holding up? Um, not so good, Joe. <laughs> I'm struggling. I was telling you before we started this that um, Partick Thistle, a team that I work with, I've got a new strip sponsor, O'Neill's, I believe it is. I'd never heard of them. I thought that was a pub. Um, and they announced that they're going to make kits for next season. So I went and looked into the kits they make and they make these really cool Democratic Republic of Congo strips. And there's like a shadow of a lion on the front of it. And I was like, imagine getting a shadow of Kingsley Thistle's mascot on that. <laughs> and then like straight back down to earth. I was like, oh no, there's probably not going to be a strip for a while, is there? Oh, I know. And you do, you hear like you get the slightest sort of suggestion that there might be light at the end of the tunnel, you know, in the news during the week saying that the government were in talks with the Premier League about a possible return and just how, what it might look like and it just sets your imagination racing but then you do come back down to earth pretty swiftly. Although there was a little bit of movement in Germany, was there not? Yes, they're going to have the Geisterspiel, the ghost games from, I mean they said May 9th I think, but they're, they're still not certain if it'll be the second weekend in May, the third or the fourth, but even to be talking about football in May, mm-hmm. I didn't think this would be happening. So it's a, it's a step in the right direction, hopefully. As long as it's safely done, I'll take it. And I think that's the thing, is just like getting that little bit of hope in your head. And obviously your main priority is the health of every nation that's affected by this. But, you know, people need a little bit of something to cling on to. And sport and football is such a, a massive part of that. Yeah, we need it. And and to set the scene, normally you and I would be discussing how much we need football in person, but I'm in the studio today and you're in a room with or without the duvet over your head? Um, well, I'm in, a, I'm in a room and I did put the duvet over my head because I feel like it, it was the right thing to do, but it, it's not. It's really not. It didn't sound great at all. So <laughs> I've dispatched with the duvet. Um, but yeah, so I'm at home still like many many people Callum you're lucky enough to still be out and about so uh, well not out and about but you know what I mean heading into to do your job every day so it's a little bit like that that keep you going isn't it yeah because if I had to spend another minute with my girlfriend I think the two of us would no longer be boyfriend and girlfriend so yeah I'm going to stretch this podcast out for hours Joe get comfortable under that duvet well on that note talking to someone that is um, talking to people that are doing obviously very important jobs right now um, we have got a very special guest this week uh, Hayley Sinclair who is a midfielder with Glasgow City um, we're going to call uh, Hayley up for obvious reasons like we said we can't be together so um, we will get Hayley on the phone and, and have a chat to her about what she's doing on the front line just now uh, during the coronavirus pandemic let's do it Super Scoreboard Women in Football Podcast Inspiring the next generation of girls in the game Hayley, thank you so much for joining us today We really, really appreciate it How are you feeling? Um, Yeah, I'm fine today because it's my day off So yeah, I'm feeling good And of course we know you as Glasgow City midfielder But currently you are working on the front line During the coronavirus pandemic as well So I would imagine that's keeping you you're very busy just now. Yeah, I think as well, like, going from training so much, I've just kind of basically replaced it with working so much. So I feel as if I've not even had a minute to think that, you know, I've, I've not been playing football for a while, unlike the other girls who are finding it really difficult. So I would say that's kind of a positive of the situation. Yeah, I think that's something as well that's come up with the, the other footballers that we've spoken to, is it has given them a focus on the absence of the game, you know, to really keep their minds sort of, 
focused on, on what they need to do during the day, that must be so important because it, football's a massive part of your life. Yeah, exactly. I think that is the main thing and that people are just staying in routines. It's kind of easier for me just now because I do have my work to go to and it is 12-hour shifts. So when I'm working, that's basically my full day occupied. It's more just on my days off and because I'm doing so many shifts, it's trying to still stay active on my days off and still get a routine. But I would say that it's maybe easier for me because I still have my work to go to and I'm getting more shifts, obviously, because of the situation. So. And Hayley, what for people who don't know, what is it exactly that you're doing during the coronavirus pandemic? What is your, your, your key worker status? What is, what is it you do in these 12 hours shifts? So I'm a care assistant in Kilmarnock, but in our care home it kind of specialises in people that are suffering with dementia and Alzheimer's, which um, it kind of makes the situation even harder. Um, obviously with this virus going about, these people were already vulnerable um, before. So yeah, it's been quite difficult recently, but we're all just trying to remain positive and just kind of take each day as it comes. I think one of the things that I think is remarkable about everybody working in healthcare, social care just now, is the ability to keep your patients and the people that stay in your home spirits up. I think I've seen something online with you guys doing the slosh and all kinds of different things just to try and keep a smile on people's faces. Yeah, we, we got um, bagpipers um, just to kind of come outside the care home, which was good as well because the weather's been good. So obviously they're feeling it. They're not being able to get out. And the biggest thing for them is they're not being able to see their families. And with um, people that suffer from Alzheimer's and dementia, that kind of family connection is still just really important. Um, and with them not really getting that, you can kind of see a big decline. So we're just trying our best, you know, try and keep positive minds, not even just in the, the residents, but staff as well. How much has it changed? You know, because obviously you, like you say, you worked there before the pandemic happened, but you're day to day working now. Like, has it has it changed a lot in terms of just, you know, obviously you've, you've got more to look after your PPE and all of that side of things and infection control. Is that really, really ramped up a lot? Yeah, all that kind of stuff and just like, it's kind of more stressful as well because we're now looking for things and um, the symptoms of the virus and we're not just trying to protect ourselves but we're trying to protect them um, but it's really difficult like so they're obviously saying about isolating um, people in care homes but in my care home that's really difficult because they do suffer from dementia and Alzheimer's so it's just really stressful every single day um, and as well because they aren't getting to see their families they're kind of sometimes declining for other reasons rather than just coronavirus symptoms or they've got other health conditions so there's just a lot going on um, every single day and obviously staff levels as well um, can be quite short because um, the staff are maybe having symptoms and they're having to go home and people are also terrified to even just come into work so just every day it's just such a challenge um, and we're facing kind of different things each day but we're just trying to take it each day as it comes and just remain positive through it all. And without getting too heavy that must be really difficult in the sense that people are really concerned about the residents in your care home and rightly so but it must be really hard for you too the stress that you're under and 12 hour shifts and I know you, you've really kindly taken your day off today to talk to us but is that hard to not let that get to you? Um, yeah I would say a lot of the time like if I only have one day off and then I'm back to work on that day off I'm literally just sitting there thinking about going back to work and thinking about my work it was only last week when I had three days off in a row that I actually felt a wee bit normal again and like mentally I felt okay and that I actually was quite 
I felt okay about going to work the next day. Um, while sometimes when I've only got one day off between shifts, it's just mentally and physically draining, and it is like a hard kind of physical job as well as mentally. Um, but I would say a lot of the time we are coming home and we're messaging each like member of staff, just checking in on them, seeing how they are, because it is really hard going for the staff, especially mentally. So I would say that has been something that I've really had to deal with over the past few weeks. How much is that as well? You know, obviously you're a footballer. How much of that mental strength have you been able to take out of what you've learned in football and, and apply it in that sense? And and trying to help yourself just now, is that a factor for you? Yeah, I would say, like, even with football, like, after, say, a bad game, you're coming home and you think about it, say, for maybe the rest of that night, and then on the Monday, you're just kind of trying to put it behind you. Yeah, you want to learn from it, but you don't want to dwell on it. So I think I'm just trying to do that, and I know that what I'm doing every day, I'm giving my all, so there's not much else that that I can do so I think it is just not dwelling on these things and as well like obviously football is a team sport so I feel that for years and years I've kind of been in that team environment so the now um, it's really good to still be working as a team in the care home and I think that's been a real positive that I've took from obviously being a footballer and playing with Glasgow City so yeah, I mean, and you're you're so young as well, like you're 22? Yeah, 22. I mean, you're, you know, the maturity, obviously, of what you're dealing with just now and um, and how you're, you know, how you're dealing with it, it's just incredible. Oh, thank you very much. A lot of my friends, like, they kind of say, oh, I wouldn't be able to do it. But I do think, like, when you're kind of just put in the position, you feel more that you can't just, like, you, there's not an option. You need to do it either way because it is your job. And even though I don't see this... Um, is my full-time career. I just know that I'm here just now and I'm just going to give it my all whilst I'm here just now as it is people's lives that are at risk as well. So, And that's the thing. is, this is These are people. These, like you say, these are people's lives and you must get so attached to the residents in your home and build up that you know relationship with them, which must be really rewarding too. Yeah, 100%. I mean, I could probably tell you at least one thing that every single resident in my care home likes and dislikes. And I think that is the hard thing recently is because we are so attached to them and seeing them kind of going through this as well, like a lot of them don't understand kind of what is going on. Um, and that kind of makes it harder, you know, like my grands and like other elderly people that kind of are living at home, they understand why they can't leave the house and why they can't socialise with people. But the residents in the care home, especially when they're suffering with dementia and Alzheimer's, they just don't understand that. And that's something that we've been trying to battle with every single day. So, yeah, it is, it is really difficult, but I'm proud of myself for can I keep going because I'm just a bank worker as well, so I could easily just cut my shifts right down, but I've still just been able to... Um, keep working away and doing my, the best I can for the care home. Yeah, it sounds like you really should be proud of yourself. It's incredible because Joe and I are both, I don't know how Joe feels about this, we're both classed as, and you can't see me, but I'm doing finger quotes, key workers, but we don't work on the front line. What we're doing isn't, we're not putting our lives in danger every day. Do you do you feel like a key worker? Do you feel like a frontline worker, especially on like a Thursday night at 8pm? Do you get that feeling of pride when you hear all those people applauding what you're doing? Yeah, I do. And I think as well, like in the mornings, especially at the start of all this happening, like I would wake up and I wouldn't even think about it. And then I would realise like, oh my God, like nobody else is going to work and I still have to go to work. But I think when I'm there as well, I don't really, I don't know, I just think of it as still just being my normal job because I'm caring for these people. So no matter what's going on in the world, my job of caring for them and being there for them still stays the same. So I think it just kind of depends. Um, but especially with their pods at 8 o'clock and 
you know, with people messaging you saying how proud they are of you and stuff like that, that kind of makes it, it makes you feel really important during this time. That's it. It's just that mindset, isn't it? It's so key when you know that you're going out to work and it's, it's how you look at it, isn't it? And it's so refreshing and amazing to hear you say, you you know, your job is to care for people and that's what you're going out there to do. And I just, I think that's incredible. Well, thank you. And does it put football in perspective a bit for you? Um, I know it must do, but you must be missing football like all of us. But I guess um, it's it's kind of hard to, to think of it as nearly as important as what you're doing just now. Yeah, I think like for my whole life, um, even like away from football, I was so active. Like I went to the gym and I'd done a lot of like hill walking and stuff like that. Like just even on my days off, what I would do would be active. Um, but for now, I just can feel that it's not really a time for me to be selfish and focus on my health and my fitness and, you know, trying to remain um, at the best fitness level that I can for football. I just think just now there's just so much bigger things going on in the world to kind of make my day surrounded by, say, going out a run or doing my fitness programme. Um, as well, I think mentally just now that it's quite a, it's a struggle for me to kind of on my days off to find motivation to do these type of things. I think as well on my days off, what I've been doing is just spending a lot of time with my family and my boyfriend because when I am working these 12-hour shifts, it is mentally draining. But I would say, like, I'm still really missing football and I can't wait for it to get back. But I would just say that just now it's just not really a priority for me. Whilst for my full life, um, when I've played, football has always been the priority. So, yeah, it's kind of a shift just now. And it is strange because that's never been the case before. But I just feel that it's not really a priority just now. That must be a huge shift for you, you know, when it's been such a huge part of your life to to have for the last sort of six, seven weeks had this sort of intense shift in your priorities. Um, how much has, has that, I mean, because obviously you're at Glasgow City now, having been at yeah. both Celtic Rangers, um, h- how much has that kind of changed the way, and it's so fresh just now because you're still in it, but sort of changed yeah. the way that you think about football or look at football, has it impacted that at all? I think um, I just realised how much it kind of, consumed my life and how much I did prioritise football like even when I was working I was coming home and going straight to football but now when I come home the last thing that I want to do is even step outside the house I think that's obviously just because of the situation that we're going through just now and then even when I was at um, university I still prioritised football like even when I was struggling with uni work or I had an essay due I was still making all my training sessions and I feel just now also it's just a bit of a breather for me from football because our season is very intense and when you're playing with Glasgow City and training so much and you're training away from home it has kind of been a breather for me but obviously in the circumstances I've kind of basically replaced my football sessions with, you know, working more. Um, So I think that's been quite difficult. But yeah, it's definitely been a shift um, for me. But I just feel that because of, um, you know, the situation that's happening now, it's kind of needed. So Yeah, it's just, I feel as well, we're talking to um, Kelly on the last pod about, you know, how football might look when it returns as well. I mean, I guess that's... Is that something that you've you've given any thought to, or have you just have you just been solely focused on your work at the minute? I think with everything in life, when this is all over, I think people will just appreciate it more, and I think that's the big thing that when the football does return, is that people are going to be making the most of it. And I mean, being away from it for so long, it can have effect on people, especially when it does take up a huge part of your life so I do feel that not just with football but with other things in life people are going to appreciate them more and 
that and like because it's been took away from us you know when it is all over we're going to be just so excited to get back into it and as well like we have such a good team and everybody's so friendly and as well for us it's quite hard like we're used to seeing these people say five or six times a week even more so not seeing each other is really difficult um, so yeah I think that just when everyone gets back it will just be so positive and I think everyone will maybe be hugging if we're allowed by then <laughs> And do you find because um, we'd, we'd spoken with, with Joe Love a good few weeks ago and I know that they were doing a few, and Kelly as well doing a few Zoom calls or Skype calls do you get the opportunity to do that with your teammates do you still get a chance to so, see and speak to them A lot of the um, Zoom calls have been in the afternoon during the week and that's kind of when I've been working um, but obviously just through WhatsApp and stuff I've been keeping in touch with the girls and they've been messaging me just asking how I am and same with Scott everyone's been so so supportive and even though I've not been there at the Zoom calls um, with all the team each individual's been messaging me and kind of asking how I am and um, especially Scott he's been telling me to keep in touch and kind of how I'm feeling and stuff so everyone's been so supportive it's just kind of the kind of Zoom group calls I've just not been able to be part in just because of when um, they've kind of taken place. I would imagine though the team will be really proud of you as well in terms of you know what you're doing fully understanding of the fact that you can't make a Zoom call because of you know your commitments to your job and stuff. Yeah, a hundred percent. They've they've honestly been so supportive and um, especially Scott. Um, he's been messaging me and kind of as he's put in when the, the Zoom call is and. I've just kind of said like that I was working. Um, I wasn't. I won't be able to make it. He's been like that's totally fine. Like he's been so understanding. I think that's been um, a real positive thing for me just now. Is you know not having that worry as well about that I can't say make a session. I can't do this because of work. I just feel that everyone's kind of supporting me. That my main focus just now is my work and then coming home and kind of me staying physically and mentally. Um, positive and strong as well so I just feel that the support has definitely helped me each day. I guess as well it must feel like, or does it feel like a lifetime ago when you scored that screamer when you first joined Glasgow City from the edge of the box or does that feel like yesterday? I, I don't know I, I wouldn't say, it's weird because I, I still feel that it wasn't that long ago that this all kind of started, I think because my days have just been going so quick I've not actually even had the time to kind of sit down and realise how far like well, how long ago it was that you know we played our last match um, mm-hmm. but I would say like when I think about it I do really miss it and that kind of puts it into perspective of that you know we have kind of been away from football for quite a bit of time now but um, I would say it still just feels like yesterday that I was playing um, but yeah it's really sad especially when um, it took up so much of your life I just feel that I have kind of been quite lucky in that way that I've got something else that's basically consuming my life just now rather than trying to get into my own routine and kind of coming up with new things each day to do I feel that um, work's just basically replaced the football for just now And also as well I mean you're at Glasgow City now but you've obviously been at Celtic and Rangers too you're one of the few footballers that have made the switch and like I, I talked to the fact that you're only 22 I mean have you sat back and ha- you, I would imagine you've not had the chance to sit back and actually have a think about how much you've achieved already and all, all the sort of things that you're going through and, and have gone through I would say that sometimes like I do think about it and kind of where I'm at now in terms of football but um, I would still say that during this time I don't know it's just when I'm coming home it's just not a thing that I seem to even be thinking about just now I think especially when I speak to the girls I think about it more because most of the time when I'm seeing them 
Um, and you know I've made some lifelong friends through football so when I think of the next time I'm going to be see- seeing them it will be at football and I would just say as well like you know when you're having a tough day at work or a tough day in general you know that you're going to football training that night and you go to football and then it just makes everything feel so much better you come away from training in a positive mood and I think that's been really hard that I don't have that and I'm kind of needing to fight my own positivity each day if you have had a rough day um, mm-hmm. So I think that's really the big thing for me as well. Like each day, you know, I'm thinking like um, if I'm not really if I've had a hard day at work and I'm not really feeling that positive mentally. Um, I think it is just trying to find new things for me to do now because um, obviously I don't have that football session that I can go to at night and um, where you just forget about everything. So yeah, I would say that's been really difficult. I guess the thing is as well though is that you know you've got that to return to. You know at when it does come back, which it will, you've got that yeah, back and you've always got that there, you know. Yep, and I know that obviously when we can, um, hopefully things by that point, if we're returning, things are going to be semi-back to normal and everybody will kind of be in a more positive light. And I think just as the days go on, um, even, for example, looking on the news and if you're seeing something that, say, um, an elderly man has survived the virus, that's automatically putting positivity into people. And I think as well, a big thing nowadays is having your phone and you can just phone one of your teammates and speak to them and you can talk about We've already spoke about that, you know, we can't wait just to get back and see each other. And I think the now for me as well, it's not even the actual playing, it's the more social thing as well and just seeing the girls and being back involved in that team again. Um, it's just something that I can't wait um, to happen. So, and how have you, if you cast your mind back, how have you found the move to Glasgow City? Um, have you found it? Have you found it an overall positive experience since your move from Rangers? Um, I would say at the start it was difficult um, coming to Rangers. Like Rangers was obviously um, not kind of one of the top teams at the time, but um, it was a very like good team to be in. It was a very positive team and it had great girls. But I would say when I went to Glasgow City, it was more you know, what you were doing on the pitch and how you could improve what you were doing on the pitch. So I did find it quite hard to kind of fit into the style that Glasgow City play each week. Um, but I would say that kind of after the support of the team and Scott, you know, I, I was able to do that. And I would say now especially, um, I do feel like, a, you know, a good, like I feel as if I'm really involved in the team. But I would say at the start it was quite difficult. But I suppose that's going to be like that um, when you go to any team. But I would say especially because it was kind of a big jump going from Rangers to Glasgow City at that time. It was quite difficult at the start, um, but now it's just been amazing for me and I've been so um, thankful and grateful that I had the opportunity to make that move. And, and also joining a team like Glasgow City who are used to winning things, you know, the mentality in that team and the club um, must be an, incredible to be around and sort of evolve in as well. Yeah, just everything, the mentality, the passion, the teamwork, just everything about Glasgow City was just always that one step up. And especially going from Rangers to City, you know, it was it was really clear to me that kind of all them things I then had to progress in. But I would say that, you know, over the time that I've been there, I have been able to do that. Um, and it has just been such a positive experience for me. I think one of the things, one of the common things that's come out, you know, since we started this series has been how much positivity there was around the game before the pandemic broke out, you know, just in terms of the women's football, especially in Scotland with Celtic and Rangers going full-time and 
you know, perhaps providing a bit of competition to Glasgow City, but also the emergence of Hibs and Hearts. And, you know, there was just so much positivity. And I guess one of the main things will be the hope that that's still there when this, this is all over. Yeah, like at the start um, of the year, it was just nobody even really knew what was going to happen with the season. Well, each year, people have kind of been able to work out, you know, that like the City and Hibs, they will remain at the top and it'll maybe be like a fight between these two teams. But this year, everybody was just stuck for words. Nobody really knew what to expect. And there was such a hype and positivity, and especially in um, the SWPL1. And I do just think it, like, it has obviously been dampened on because of um, all of this and we've not even been able to properly get started. But I do feel that when we do res- resume, um, there's no reason for that kind of same positivity and hype to be around about in women's football. And I think obviously because of this pandemic and situation that if anything, there would probably be more positivity and hype. Um, I just hope that's the case. Definitely. And do you feel like sort of going forward, would you be happy for the season to resume or would you would you prefer it to start again? To be fair, I would be delighted for it to resume as soon as possible. Um, I just don't know, obviously, how that would work in terms of fixtures and things like that. But I think especially when football's consumed you for so long, it doesn't even really bother me you know, if we're playing just half a season or if they just can't start the season next year, see just as long as we can get back in training as a team. I think that's just the main thing that all the players are kind of wanting is just to even get back in training and um, back together as a squad. Um, no matter when they decide for the league to actually regime, it's just kind of more getting back together as a team. How much do you think the psychology of that first league result against Celtic, do you think that that'll still be a part of things when you get back together? Or will you be able to start afresh and just say, kick on from there? I think, you know, after that result, we were gutted, but we knew that, you know, coming from that game, that we weren't walking out of that game, you know, 100% all, we should have won that. We knew that we had made mistakes and we didn't play our way. Um, so I think even from then, we just decided to kind of move on and get back into doing the things that we were good at. And I think that when the league starts back up, we'll still just have that same mentality as that's kind of what the Glasgow City girls are about. You know, yeah, we've maybe not played well and we've obviously come away with um, getting beat, but I think just kind of moving on and not dwelling in that, um, and we know that we didn't perform in that game. So I think that obviously when we, we get back, we'll just kind of um, leave that in the past. But we know that we have to kind of do better and that the league is going to be more competitive this year. And see, having played for both uh, Celtic and Rangers, when you play against them for Glasgow City, do you feel an extra impetus to win or is it is it like any other game for you? Um, I would say at the start I did, especially obviously against Rangers, like Celtic not so much just because that was like when I was really young I was there. But I would say at the start against Rangers um, there was that kind of extra motive um, when I was playing but it was also sad as well because I loved my time at Rangers and I loved all the girls. But um, the team's changed so much now, like they've got a new manager so I would say I don't have the same thoughts and things like that when we play against them. You know, I just I feel like a Glasgow City player now, so that's kind of all that I think about. Haley, thank you so much for joining us today. We really, really appreciate you taking the time to speak to us. No bother at all. Thank you so much for having me on. No, it was our pleasure. Um, considering how valuable your time is on your days off, yeah. Um, I just reiterate what Joe says. Thank you so much for joining us. What an incredible story um, that you're living just now. Thank you so much. And everyone, stay safe, and we will be back with you in a couple of weeks.